Hello everybody and welcome back to Shield Bash. I am Mark, your GM and host, and to my right... Tooth Grimscar, played by Neil. Will, playing Uko, the time traveler. Pete, playing wow. Nat, and bear with me as I learn how to edit this stuff. <laughs> Curtis, playing Donk. I hope that's Pickles. And your favorite is Faith, the Balmy Tiger, played by Britt. Played by Britt. There we were, balls deep and a horse. <laughs> a a were horse. horse. <laughs> ah, jinx. Where a horse, there a horse. Yeah. Once your balls deep, there's no turning back. Now, I, I, I understand why yes, you sir? had that. Uh, that Is that know, because of the back trouble or? That hypothesis that you were actually following a were horse because the, the boot prints <laughs> turned into horse prints. Well, but. They were very heel heavy, you said. Yes. Right? Yes. So if a horse is wearing boots, they're gonna be real heel heavy. Right, right? but there was only bipedal tracks leading to the horse stall. It's That's very, why he's a werehorse. It's because a very then he turned into horse. it. How but, do you know horses don't walk on their toes? To lippins on her. Just saying. But but let me let me throw this into the mix. Okay. Give you a little something to think about. What if it was a centaur? Walking on his hind legs in a pair of boots. Ooh. Dun dun dun! Man, I didn't think about that. <sighs> or it could have just been a guy carrying a whole bag full of stuff out of his wagon. What if it was a reverse centaur? Just the never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom was man was a man, and the top was a horse. <laughs> that that would be awkward. Um, I just want to say I actually think that if a horse was a werehorse, if there was such a thing as a werehorse, right. it would be toe-heavy. Right. Because horses really don't have a heel. They exactly. Only, they basically only have toes. Exactly. Well, well, they do, but they're way up on their, like, fentlock or whatever that is. You, like, there. don't use them at all. Right. So I would yeah. think they would be heavy on the front of their foot. On the toe? Yeah. You think so? Okay. So maybe it's not a werehorse. Well, okay, so my theory was, though, when they change, don't they retain the weight? Isn't I that the way the mechanics sometimes work? I, I could see that. Okay. And he's going to... Listen, Ow. listen. Yeah, you never got the rest of my story, right? <laughs> this, this white horse Molly was this guy's girlfriend. See? And he oh, went... Oh, 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 oh. The plot thickens. Galentine's to free Molly, and they took off together to have a good time. See? I'm gonna be honest. Oh. It's it's just as likely as any other story. <laughs> speaking of speaking of which, where chickens and all, you know, just kind of kind of a segue. We do have an opening for a new sponsor. Uh, no longer have Pete's Chicken Ranch. Mm. So I, if you I have a that. you have a ranch full of cloaca. <laughs> what cloaca? You missed your cue. Oh, you missed your cue. Fucked up again. Well, Bummer. thankfully, this episode is going to be all of flea climbing up 700 steps. <laughs> So yeah, but anyway, yeah, we so could I definitely use dice. <laughs> we could definitely use a new sponsor since we no longer have Pete's Chicken Ranch. So if you yeah. own a ranch full of uh, chickens, thieving, were horses, yeah, werehorse ranch. I thought we were gonna try to get a sponsorship from Assholes Apothecary. What happened to that? <sighs> that was your thing, dude. I, I think it felt you know. I don't you know. know we're uh, we're also open for sponsorships from Red Stag uh, Bourbon. Um, oh, yeah. We could be the official bourbon of the Shield Bash crew. I'm fine with that. Um, that would be awesome. I, you know, I, I think down. pretty much any alcohol 
carrier would be more than welcome as a sponsor for us. I'm not sure <laughs> about Except Malort. We yeah, can accept Malort. <laughs> yeah, right, now. I will say this. Get if Malort wants to sponsor us, I will be fine with that, but I'm not drinking it. Well, <laughs> you can't <laughs> fake me up an adult. <laughs> it, would, it would be Jepson's Bourbon. Um, they make Malort. Right. And Jepson's Bourbon is not bad. It's right. pretty, pretty decent. Okay. Okay. I drink their other stuff. So I just don't want that Malort. We're okay. good with Jepson's Bourbon as long as we get to choose which alcohol we drink on set. Exactly. We'll even support Malort, but... Lightly. We're not drinking it. Lightly? Yeah. We get a phone call. You know what? I'll like try it. I'll take one for the team. I'll try it. Oh, right. I have. I right. won't. Yeah. Ooh, that could be a whole episode it where we be. all have to try Malort and give no. our impressions. Yeah. Sorry. I won't well, even need to try it. I can still taste it. Kurt, you can spit <laughs> it out. I, I, Kurt, Kurt, I, don't like, I don't like liquor to begin with, Look, and then you try Kurt, to give me nasty, no sweaty gym sock this. liquor? No what is one wrong likes with you? That's the whole point. It's an experience. Yeah, no, I, I I don't get in the habit of eating shit that I know I'm not gonna like. Okay. Well, I try not to eat shit. Well, you don't at have all. to eat it. You just put it in your mouth and swish it around and spit it no, out. No. But see, the benefit of Kurt not drinking is we have a DD to Kurt's house from right. Kurt's garage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad these chairs all have wheels. Right. <laughs> We're gonna need some cart? bungee cords. <laughs> have you I, all uh, heard of this? There's this uh, this nope. stuff you can buy that flips your taste buds. So like yes, salty is it's sweet, crazy, and sour is not sour. Not. Now is that it's a only temporary? Certain, it's only it is temporary. Types, yeah, and I, I don't think it lasts that long. I want to say it's, it's only like, like ten minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, pretty short. Pretty short. So I was thinking, I wonder if Malort is actually not awful. It just is supposed to be drank with that. You mean oh, like in, a, in an alternate reality where Malort is like Dom Perignon? It's like really good. Yeah. And Sought after. That, yeah. see, well, what you got to huh. do is you put the salt under your tongue for about thirty seconds before you drink it. You guys, uh, the salt kills the gag reflex. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You know, you know what else works? If you just drink a bottle of aspartame first. What aspartame? Well, if you're dead, you can't taste it. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. But you then guys, you couldn't uh, drink it either, right? You guys remember my exactly, and you'd be better for it. Yeah, my two E character, the. The, ma- the master brewer that makes horrendous alcohol. I have yeah, met that character, yeah. yes. His alcohol that he shares is basically Malort. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, anybody, oh, yeah, here you go. He loves it, but no, it's awful. If the next time So he's play, a Chicagoan. We're going to yeah. get litigated If the against. next time we play, yeah. you Malort. don't You're have a flash with Malort oh, no, to, to offer to. unsuspecting people oh, at the con. Oh, I'll do that. As your, yeah. home, yeah. your home brew. Oh, that's have a to lost be, opportunity. We'll do that. They'll have to be either now. I, I don't Farmageddon know. or FriendCon. I don't know if you guys know this. But Somebody there might is, kill Neil for that. that there is like an <laughs> ongoing thing with GaryCon where they try to trick people into drinking oh, Malort sure. at the uh, you know pre-party party for I'll the drink con. it. If they're going to buy me drinks and food, I'll drink it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Deal. I don't know about the food, but they, they <laughs> always try to get some sucker to drink Malort. Oh, I'm a sucker. Oh, oh no. Free try drink. this. It's good stuff. I mean, oh. if it's free, I yeah. mean, it is. That's what I'm saying. I mean, don't get me I'll wrong. I'll take one for the team. I make enough money. I'm not going to drink something shitty just because it's free. Why not? <laughs> it's, it's about the experience, though. No. It's not about getting not gonna it free. not going to do that. No. No, no. It's you about the free. You know what, no. Kurt? No. You, you don't. I mean, it's it's not really it's not the even price. going to do it for a dare. <laughs> because, like, I've I've had some really pricey bottles of bourbon that were just shit. The worst you know? thing I ever had was a top-shelf vodka, and I wish I could remember it, but it was like $300 for a bottle. <laughs> and I took a drink, and I thought I threw up in my mouth. It See, was just I, horrendous. The best bourbon I've ever had was at FriendCon when Neil goes, no, 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 don't look. 
and he pours me a glass, hands it to me, and says, try this. So I drank it. I'm like, fuck, that's good. That was the walnut one? Yeah. I, think, yeah, I don't that know. Walnut I, one we had. Did you have smoked maple? The smoked bring it? Oh, the yeah. smoked maple. It's that's what it was. Knob Creek. That was phenomenal. Knob Creek smoked maple. It's, Mark yeah. it's bring it. incredibly yep. difficult to buy liquor for a friend when you don't personally <laughs> drink. It's really not. So I went and I did some serious shopping for he Britt's did. birthday. He and did. I came up with this wait, stuff wait, called. Wait, Britt has birthdays? Yeah, he does. I haven't aged yeah. out of them yet. Oh, okay. but I. Uh, <laughs> but thank almost. you for asking. He's close. He's close. Yeah. I thought once you hit it's, 100, it's more like <laughs> it's more like an anniversary of life kind of situation. But anyway, <laughs> the um, anniversary of his parents copulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but I found him this stuff, and and I've talked to several people, and I read a few articles, and I have to look things up on Google and get reviews and stars, and I ended up buying him this stuff Could called just called me. Ula. Ooh la la. And yeah. I don't know exactly how good it was. He's like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, man, dude. <laughs> dude, no, it's it's good. I, it, I still have half the bottle. I've been savoring it. You so know? For his birthday. Have, have, has Neil tried Neil it? Neil has not touched it. No, it's, no. it's not my gift. I didn't touch it. Uh, oh. uh, unlike unlike the gift I bought for uh, Mark. That, Sorry, Mark. Uh, Sorry. Britt didn't know, apparently, and drank. I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck did that bottle go? He goes... What do you mean? I was like, that bottle I had here on the counter. What was it, Elijah Craig or something? It was Elijah Craig gift set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had the, oh. the bitters built yeah. in. Sorry, bro. I, got, had, I it, still got the it bitters. It had bitters and, if you want. and two glasses. Yeah. And glasses? Yeah. I didn't see the glasses. Well, it's, it's the thought that counts. Now. I appreciate I, it. I come downstairs looking for it because that was the weekend I was going to go down there. And I'm like, where the fuck did this go? And Britt's like, what? I was like, that gift set. Elijah <laughs> Craig is like, oh, I drank it. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Can can you buy another one for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> well, just to help you out, Kurt, if you ever need to buy me alcohol, Glenn Livett, the older the better. 12, 24, 36, whatever. They've, got a, they've got a 50-year reserve over at uh, Benny's in Champagne. Yeah, <laughs> that one's they do. Just, just a small price, though. Small house You're going to have it for a while, yeah. I think the yeah, I I've think been my looking at it price tag was like 50 bucks or whatever years. for his gift. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought Britt a new fire stick for his birthday. Yay! And it works great. Yep. Bought him a new it's HD 4K. Uh-huh. It sets fires pretty well? Yeah, it does. That's great. It's great. It's just like those matches that uh, old <coughs> goofball over here was using last epi- or episode before. Yep. Hey, man. Hey. Goblins like fire. Yep. It's just and they like the fire sticks, too. It's just the way it is. Yep. I will call it my fire stick. Fire <laughs> stick. If, if, if he could find more of those matches, he would probably get some. Files. <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't steal them off the mantle. <laughs> I thought so she the, took them with her. I, I, it was under the impression when she packed and took everything to the kitchen, I thought you said she took wait, those with her. They well, still call them tinder twigs in this uh, rendition? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> okay, there you go. Say the good news is I think you could just buy those. Yep. I don't know if Doc knows that, but <laughs> I, I can see Donk paying a whole bag of money for a thing of Tinder Twigs. Oh, if I ever find like a fireworks dealer, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> We're done. I will be his favorite customer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody else in town will fucking hate me. I want to buy this. How much does it cost? Well, and the thing How much is, do you have? Donk will be standing there. He'll buy a firework, set I it off, this bag of buy money. another one. Is set that it enough? <laughs> And eventually one of them's going to fire that into the stand and set it all off. And then he'll be sad because there won't be any more to buy. Yeah. Oh, he'll be mesmerized well, for a few worry. minutes he'll at least. Well, don't worry. He'll have bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but. <laughs> so. Well, speaking of Donk. Bonk, bonk. 
Donk and Uko and Toof uh, had left the uh, livery stable, the Galantine uh, deliveries, and they were heading towards uh, Rin's um, oddities and I thought it was Stimpy's. Poems. No, no, it's Rin. Oh, okay. Stimpy, you idiot. Rin Civitics. And uh, while Nat and Flea are ascending the 700 stairs to the top of the cliff. So you guys um, head over um, the cross street and you come around and you can see that since the sun is rising, uh, Rin is raising uh, the the cloth shades up the um, over overhanging uh, beams of her emporium and getting ready for the long day where she can't see uh, the stars. She uh, She's slowly raising each one of them as you guys walk up to the front and uh, she looks out and she's like, oh, hello, it's the rest of you. Uh, I'm just closing up for the day, but uh, would you would you like to come in? I, I think I have some tea left. We have a bridger. Tell him we need to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Donk, but Bridger's no longer here. What did you do with him? Where oh. is he? I, I didn't do anything for him. We He came, and we had a great conversation. We, we looked at the stars. Uh, we divined uh, a future. Um, we saw the caravan uh, make its uh, circuit across the sky, and he said that there was something he had to urgently do. He, he had to get to the, uh, to the lighthouse. To the lighthouse here in town? The, the one in the, the fence, the, 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 the light. He said he could finally see the light that I saw uh, during the night. Um, and, and he said he had to get there soon. He had, to, he had to meet some companions, he said. Was that, I assumed it was all of you. We need to go immediately. Uko rushes out the door towards their meeting point at the fork. Um, Bami, you were following them, and uh, you are on the, the cross street that goes directly in front of uh, Rin's um, oddities there, and you see them come out of Rin's and head back towards the other street to take you guys up to the north bridge. Uh, they're moving at fairly quick pace, and you think something may be wrong. All right. Well, I guess I'll keep following them. Do you, do you call out or, or say anything to I just do it incognito-like. Okay. Um, you guys uh, quickly go down uh, the Havashi Street. You take a uh, left um, onto uh, Rajani Way, and you follow it up north, uh, back east to the North Bridge, where you continue on north around the... Uh, the, the east edge of the cliff that surrounds the town and you make your way finally west um, towards the crossroads um, and that's going to take you a few minutes um, of travel um, it's a nice day the sun is up um, as you get to the top of the cliff you can see uh, the mist still hangs um, uh, over the woods um, to the north where the the gauntlet keep is and you can s just see the top of the gauntlet but you don't discern any light you're not really sure what uh what Rin was talking about um flea and nat um over on the cliff face they are over um three quarters of the way up and uh after one last break at the landing uh 
Nat urges Flea up with one last push, and they make it panting up to the top of the cliff. And before you, you see the uh, the expansive um, Otari Cemetery. Looming over the western cliff face, crowned by a grove of scraggly trees that no living person in town can remember ever having borne living leaves, Otari, the Otari graveyard is tended by the Dawnflower Library allocates from the, from the temple below. The wooden stair that you just ascended down the, uh, from the cliff face from the library below um, is the quickest way there. Although you, uh, you seem to remember that the uh, priests prefer to walk around uh, town to uh, tend the graves. That allows them to talk with the populace uh, and minister to their needs. Um, cremations and burial at sea have become a much more popular alternative in Otari over the years, so burials in the graveyard tend to be the province of the older families who value tradition over cost. Um, while the graveyard itself is spooky and settling at night, it doesn't seem to have any problems with undead within its boundaries. At least not that you've ever heard, um, Nat, since you've been here. But even with the bright sun shining down, it seems like the the graveyard's still a somber place, even when well lit. And uh, you you quicken your pace and give give heels to flee as you as you traverse the graveyard. You doing anything while you're there? I missed it. Was flee injured? No, he no. was tired because oh. he ascended seven hundred stairs. You said, you said she was given heels. Yeah, I, yeah. Nat, like Nat, kicking spurred, it to yeah, go spurred her on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the heels are. She's bread. not a wear corgi, it's if that's what eat. you're it's getting at. Looking around the uh, the area of the graveyard, Flea uh, or not Flea, Nat kind of swallows and Flea, Flea, we must we must quicken our pace. This is not where our type should linger. Once we get through, then you can rest. I promise. Yeah. Um, as you as you spur um, flee onward, um, you you notice that the uh, the gates to the um, to the graveyard uh, to the the northwest um, are shut, um, and you pass one, two, three mausoleums. As you go past, you see that one of the mausoleums um, has the carved name Rajani above it. One uh, Menes, and the last one seems to be obscured um, as if someone chipped it off. But not being too concerned with the you know workings of humans, um, you make it to the gates and find that with a gentle push, uh, they creak open and allow you to get out onto the open road leading uh, towards the um, standing ring pond. You hey guys, Mark, yes. That last bit, you're going to want to reread. Oh, sorry. Um, you are able to get on the open road that leads to the crossroads before the Stone Ring Pond. So after about uh, 10, 15 minutes, um, uh, Uko, you said you quickened your pace. Everybody's trying to stay uh, up with you. Um, you know, Nat has put the heels to um, flee, and he is flying down the, the dirt road. Um, you guys see each other about the same time as you come to the, the crossroads that leads north um, and west into the forest and then to the fog fin itself. 
Um, as you all come together again, you notice that uh, that poor Flea is, is out of breath and looks uh, rather the worse for wear. You think it might be a good idea for him to rest. His tongue's curling up uh, like he could use a good drink and maybe uh, some, some rest in the shade. But unfortunately, you don't see any shade uh, except um, there's a, a few like lean-tos and pavilions um, t- around the uh, the stone ring pond otherwise it looks like probably oh another 10 minute walk until you get into the forest proper as uh flea and that make it to the uh the crossroads flea just kind of collapses in a heap nat is able to hopefully hang on <laughs> yep nat hangs on just fine and uh flea just kind of lays down there panting horrendously uh nat will pull out her water skin and kind of hold it for Flea to get some drinks and uh, looks off to the Uko, smiles, waves. Hey, hey Uko, we're over here. Looks like we made it just in time. I was afraid we'd miss you. Uko continues at the same pace and eventually gets there and goes, you know we were going to wait if you weren't here. Now you don't have to. <laughs> I, I I made it. The, the look of shock on his face, like they're actually going to wait on me? <laughs> that, I, I, okay, that's not something that normally happens in uh, my experience. If you're not there when they're there, that we, my, my people don't have a lot of patience. Donk don looks at her, he's like, uh, you were going to wait for us, aren't you? <laughs> She, she Another down, perplexing look. <laughs> she looks down at Flea, who is currently trying to catch his blur- his breath, looks back up to you guys and goes, Well, um, it, of course I would have. I mean, it, Flea needs a rest anyway, right? I w- Wait. Did you guys forget to get Bridger? You were supposed to go by Renz and get Bridger. Who's, who's Bridger? He's the green, scaly... No, that's him. Lizard? Oh. Yeah, the, 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 the human with the skin condition. He oh. doesn't like it when you touch his stuff. I haven't seen that, one, that uh, guy in a while. Um, apparently he went to the gauntlet, to the lighthouse. Donk gives the dog a pickled chicken's foot. Uh, Flea kind of sticks his panning tongue out and takes a lick and then kind of goes... I was say, that would probably dehydrate the dog more. <laughs> yeah. The hell is that? Some pickles? Yeah. Um, hey, ha- have we fed Harley pickles before? Do we know if dogs like pickles? I don't know if Harley likes pickles, but I do know some dogs do eat pickles. Okay, I'm just curious. A dogs pizza, dogs eat poop, so chicken's foot? pickles would probably be okay. So what you're saying is it's normal for people to wait for other people to catch up. However, Bridger didn't wait. So, I... Explanation? Um... We don't really know. Ren just said that he was going to head to the gauntlet, to the lighthouse, to meet someone or s- some people, and she thought that he meant us, but maybe not, because he never found us, so we should get there soon. Shall we? Can you... Is Flea ready to go? I... I think Flea can handle it, as long as we take it at a bit of a slower pace at the moment. But, you know, once once he's fully prepared and fully rested, he'll be able to catch up and pick up the pace again. That's just, 
a lot of stairs for his, his, well, he's small. So I think about then as what I'm starting to meander up there. And I uh, take a look and I start going, huh. So we got Dank. I see Uko. There's Nit. <laughs> and uh, Tiff. I mean, uh, what the hell is your name again? Look at his mouth. It's toothless. You, with the big tooth. Uh, I have a bone mask on that has one tooth. That's what his name is. Right, tooth. okay. So, where's that Bridget guy? I just asked that. He's at the lighthouse. Guko goes over all that again. Wait, he he, he went there without us? He I, couldn't freaking wait? That's what Ren said. She thought that he was going there to meet us, that we had already went, but I guess not. Don't he know it ain't exactly safe walking out there all by your lonesome like? Didn't we have that conversation? I don't know if we did, but um, he should know. Honestly, I don't know why he would go alone. He's a strange bird for sure. Well, he's more of a reptile. It's an expression. And birds used to be reptiles, according to some scientists. I can almost hear it now. <laughs> Dude, it's a cosmic thing, man. <laughs> Donk does this impersonation of him. <laughs> That's impressive for Donk, dude. Wow. wow. <laughs> He's got such range. And you missed it because he pulled himself up really tall and like spread his <laughs> mouth out really wide. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so... You guys, uh, you guys allow um, Flea to get his breath back. Uh, he takes a couple more uh, licks of, uh, of water, and you began, uh, begin to, to head northwest uh, into the woods. Um, after about, oh, maybe 200 yards, you see a turnoff to the right. And as you look um, over to the northeast, you see a ring of 12-foot-high uh, stones, about two dozen of them, surrounding the shores of a shallow pond. Um, off to the, uh, to the left of these stones, you see a series of lean-tos and one um, nice-sized tent. And uh, you see a, a, a small campfire burning. Um, and uh, it appears that several people in, in brown and green robes are moving around the stones, um, tending uh, the grass. There's like a garden uh, over away from them. Um, and uh, let's see, who has been in the town for any length of time? Let's see. Ooh, ooh. Uh, so let me have uh, Donk, Donk, Nat, and Bommy. You can give me a society check um, to see if you can remember who these people are. So for Nat, that is a 17. And as a reminder... If it matters, Nat has dubious knowledge. Okay. What's 17 plus 3? A 20? That's what I got. Awesome. Dunk has a 23. All right. Gamers! Well, all three of you um, realize that this is the, uh, the traveling band of druids that always stop here at Stone Ring Pond um, at least twice, sometimes three times a year as they make their journeys uh, throughout the woods. Um, and you can see that they are now in uh, residence there at the shrine. Um, and uh, they, they usually keep to themselves. Um, 
the stones were raised uh, generations ago uh, by the Church of Gazareth um, soon after Artari was retaken from the stone scale kobolds and have remained a place for the druids and rangers and naturalists of the area to worship ever since. Um, so uh, you, you know that they come from time to time. Obviously this is a, a time of year where they have stopped and uh, you know that they generally um, try to stay friendly with the town and are actually quite uh, beneficial. Um, but there's also some kind of tension uh, between the druids and the town that you really don't remember enough of the lore to, to know about. Um, as far as that goes, being as uh, Flea and Nat have probably seen them around a few times, um, and they're druids, is it likely that they have been friendly to Flea in the past, walking through town or around town, as far as like petting him and whatnot? Um, well, I, I don't, since you've, you've probably seen them in the woods, um, let's see, roll me a d6 and tell me what you get. One. Okay. You have actually encountered the druids one time. Um, it was shortly after, um, the loggers found you. Um, they took you to the druids, uh, because they didn't know how to care for you or minister to someone of, of your type of, of being. Um, and so you know that the leader of the uh, druids is a female gnome druid um, named uh, Warlowin. And uh, she is, uh, was very friendly. Um, and you know that uh, she is capable of casting uh, some divine spells and uh, also um, tends to have uh, nature-type magic items and, and uh, scrolls. Alrighty. Um, and she healed you, um, you know, way back when, when you were injured. Is she out in the open? Can please see her? Um, no. Okay. Hey, guys. Um, those are the friendly druids. They... Flea would really like to go and see uh, one particular one. She was very kind to us before. Uh, Flea is wagging his tail and his whole butt's wagging with it. Go. Are you uh, are you good with you know diverting here for a second, or maybe they maybe they saw you know Bridger head towards the the gauntlet, or maybe they didn't. I mean, do you want to take time, or do you want to press on? Luco says, I don't. I don't think he would have went that way. If you want to take time to do this, we can. But Bridger might be in trouble. Do we see? I mean, after following Bridger for the last week, I'd recognize what his print looks like. Do I see any footprints uh, or anything? Give me a sir. Him? Give me a survival or perception check, whichever one's better for you. I'll guidance. Twenty-six with guidance. Yeah, you uh, you have no problem discerning the uh, four-clawed, webbed prints of uh, an Aruxi leading towards the gauntlet farther down the road. They so do not seem to deviate towards the druids uh, at the Stone Ring Pond at all. And I see that, and I just I pointed out to Ugo. She seems to be the one who's very concerned about it more than, than the rest of us, so I, I share that information with her. With him? Him. Yeah, so humans all look the same to me. They? Nat's the only <laughs> female in the group. Uh, I suppose we can... Well, maybe they... 
All right, let's go. Could be beneficial if something happens and we need to come back this way. Yeah, Uko's headed that direction now. So you're going towards the... Yeah, with some protest, but he he's... Okay, so he's the logic. Um, <coughs> Nat will scratch Flea behind the ears and... Okay, they've agreed to let you go and speak with your friend, but we're going to have to make it quick because our other friend might be in trouble. And, you know, we, we, we could always come back. We could always come back. And Flea takes off at a dead sprint. Well, as you as you near the the uh, the stone ring pond, uh, you can see um, two of the robed figures uh, seem to be um, smearing uh, something on the st- a couple of the stones, and uh, they have like maybe a a bundle of what uh, is a fragrant herb. Maybe it's like sage. You think maybe, um, and they're wafting that around, and they're doing some kind of either a cleansing ritual or a religious um, rite or something. You're not really sure, but you also see several like. Um, one's weaving a basket. Um, another one is uh, is working in a, in a small garden, and uh, and from the big tent you see a, a small uh, white-haired gnome uh, step out. And uh, when Flea sees her, he barks happily and almost shoots you off the back as he races up to her. And she's like, "Oh, oh, there's a little one. How are you doing? Yes, it's uh, my little flea. Oh, it's such a good boy. And oh, and look, it's it's the gnat. You look much better, my dear. How are you doing today? And and who are all these tall friends of yours? <coughs> yes, yes, they're there. Here, I I have I have some kibble for you here. And in in she uh, she gives she gives uh flee a, a couple of uh, small bite-sized pieces of jerky out of her pocket and she goes my you you've certainly made some big friends since you were here last time yes well we we found ourselves some humans to travel with but we're going to the gauntlet to try to uh, to solve some problems uh, apparently the light has has lit again and we're, we're trying to figure out why and we have a friend who went ahead of us who should should have waited apparently i guess that's normal for people to wait for other people that are friends with them but he didn't he just went on and we're trying to catch up to him but have you seen him he's like green and skin he's got a skin condition um yes and she looks at the dwarf the goblin the fetchling and the orc and then she looks behind them expectantly as she looks for some humans and then she just, just yeah she just nods to herself and goes uh yes was he in a ruxy deer yes he is Oh, oh, yes. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Warlowin. Uh, I am the mother druid here uh, for our cabal, and uh, we travel from place to place. But now is the season where we've come to the Stone Ring Pond. Um, um, we, we have had uh, signs importance that we might be needed hereabouts. Um, it seems like an evil is creeping back into the fog fin, uh, and, and we have been disturbed by those signs. But yes, early, early this morning, as I was coming out to welcome the sun uh, from the standing stones, I, I did see an Aruxi head towards the gauntlet. Um, I called to him, but uh, he seemed singular of purpose as he strode down the road quite quickly. Hmm. I remember him saying like, uh, sorry, short lady dude, but uh, I have to meet some friends at the gauntlet. Or something that like. Well, I guess we need to move on then. Well, um, you're, you're welcome to stay, dears. Um, or come by any time. Uh, we'll be here for a season or so. Maybe, maybe not as long. It's, 
it's up to Gazra and the, and the stars. Uh, but do be careful. I, I feel there's something growing in those ruins. Like like moss and, and plants or? Yes, yes. And a, and a miasma of evil, dear. Be careful there. I've never heard of a miasma of evil. What's it look like? Is it it's, like flowery or viney? It's like bad vapors. Beware bad vapors in the gauntlet. So bad gas. Yes, or clouds. Little clouds of wispy vapors. Uh, what was the gnome's name? Uh, uh, Warlowin. Was that with a t A? W-O-R-L-I-W-Y-N. Common spelling. Do those clouds make sound or are they silent? Well, no. You know, it's like a an upwelling of evil. It's... Uh, it's it's bad. Sometimes they smell. It's a figure of speech. Or real vapors that rise from the ground. So, uh, kind of like when Flea gets uh, a hold of some cheese. It, kind of, yes. It could be. Just be careful in there. Evil is afoot. <coughs> I thought you said it was a foot. Uh, okay, I, I am seeing that uh, very literal uh, beings we are. Uh, yes, uh, look out for evil, mist are bad, and don't put your feet where they shouldn't go. Is that a left foot or a right foot? Doesn't matter, dear. Both can get you into trouble. All right. <laughs> you just do the hokey-pokey, and you turn yourself around. <laughs> I think Donk and I are... Oh, well, that's what it's all about. ...on this group. <clears throat> yes, the group of humans. I offer <laughs> I offer the gnome a pickle. Oh well, thank you, dear. I'll I'll just keep this for later. And she shakes it off and puts it in her pocket. <laughs> well, um, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, and I wish we could spend more time. But, um, flea or uh, Nat glances to Uko. My companions seem to be in a bit of a hurry, so, um. She leaps off the uh, flea, gives the gnome a hug around her ankle, and then climbs back on the flea. We should probably get back underway. Well, uh, that's that's fine. If um, if you all need a place to rest, uh, dears, uh, our tents and uh, grove are always open to you as long as we're here. And if we're not here, then, well, just make yourself at home, but try not to uh, to damage anything. And she looks at the goblin. We appreciate that. So you guys turn back around, back down the road to the main um, road through the fog fin known as the Gaunt Trail that leads you on towards the ruins of Gauntlight. Um, after another about oh, 20 minutes, you, um, you come out of the woods and you see the mist uh, rising above the water and... Uh, hillocks of the fog fin proper. Uh, tusk, you feel uh, kind of back at home. Tusk, uh, um, tusk. Tooth, tooth, yeah. tusk, tusk, tooth. Grimscar, that guy. And uh, you start to warn them about the dangers of the fog fin. Yep. Um, Is that that miasma that lady was talking about? If you see floating lights, do not approach. Stay away. All right. If you see shadowy figures or the corner of your eyes, stay away. If you hear spooky sounds, avoid it. Very dangerous things in here. 
How how does one avoid sound? Just cover your ears. You'll know where it's coming from. Real quick. You're not that um, stupid. Mark, where would this be in relation to where my tribe was at? Well, I mean, are we were we close to this? Would I have any idea about the area? You you know about the fog fan because it's like up here closer to the coast. You were more up in the north and east part of the forest. Um but you do know that um, your tribe was destroyed by something um, from the west. Okay. I get a little, you know, suspicious. And so as you continue down the road, um, you finally come in sight of the gauntlet proper. There it is, right there. As it rises above the mist of the fog, fog friend. Now it's during the daylight, so you can't see a light yet, even though even though Ren has told you repeatedly that she can see it at almost all times now. Um, where used to she could only see it at night also. Um, as you as you come up to the main um, road leading to the fog fin, or through the fog fin to the gauntlet keep, you see that the uh, the ground gradually rises up, and you see a gatehouse in front of you. And oddly enough, from where you're at at the bottom of the rise, you can see Bridger with four other figures in front of the doors that remain closed of the Whoa. gatehouse. Oh, there he is. Hey, guys. Bridger! Is that, is that who we were looking for? Yes. Okay. Uko begins to kind of like run up the hill. Well, why are you running? Stay together. As you run up Be the cautious. hill, Uko, um, and um, Nat starts to scream Bridger's name, uh, you see him uh, turn around. He raises a clawed hand and waves and yells, huh, Hey, yo, new dudes, I found my old bras, huh? And uh, at about that time, uh, one of the figures pushes the doors open, and three of them turn into mist and fly up off into the, into the sky, while another one turns into mist and goes down into the ground like he's going into the gauntlet itself. And Bridger looks around, and he goes, Oh, so I guess these were the guys I was supposed to find and not you guys. Uh, sorry, bro. I gotta go, too. And he turns into motes of light, almost like pieces of stars, and is swept up into the sky and disappears. What? When you make it to the, to the gatehouse, the doors are again closed. And you see five sets of footprints. Bridgers, which are obvious from the four claws and the webbing. And you see... Four sets of boot prints, but nobody is around. Would I know what happened with either uh, cultist or my fog fin lore skill checks? I will allow a religion check if you are a follower of the Cosmic Caravan or Black Butterfly and or an occultism check. While they're doing that, uh, seeing this, Nat stops, please stops, and she goes, Oh! Why didn't you guys tell me that he had fey blood? That makes so much more sense now. I got a 23 occultism. 
23 occultism. How about you, Uko? Did you get anything good? 22 religion. All right. Occultism, I got a 20. Awesome. So, Donk and uh, Toof, you both realize that something um, of an occult, maybe divine nature, is taking place here. Um, you know that as you look at the footprints, four sets of them disappear. Three of them rather quickly. One of them seems to linger until finally only um, Bridger's feet print, footprints are standing right there in front of the gauntlet door. Um, you being a follow of the Black Butterfly and the Cosmic Caravan, you think that he has been called back. He like he got back on the Cosmic Caravan somehow. I mean, that's what it looks like. Right. And you think that three of the entities that you saw him with also have ascended to the Cosmic Caravan, but you feel that the fourth one may be stuck in the gauntlet. And that's all you can tell. Oh, because it went down instead of up? Exactly. Troubling. Do you share this? Yeah. Now, wait Uber a minute. Uber wait Uber a Uber minute. Explain. Wait a minute right now. I saw some mists. I saw some lights. Is that the miasma we were talking about? Wait, no. But, no. so... Did, what did we get for the occultism check? Did I miss something? You got a 23, he got a 20, and you got a... He did religion, 22. right? Yeah, he did religion. Yeah. Is it the same information? Well, you guys know that something divine and or occult happened. Okay. You know that the four other people were entities or spirits. Okay, I just want to make sure I yeah. didn't miss something. Yeah, you didn't miss it. I you believe uh, Uko was able to get further because he actually follows the religion. same religion. Yeah. Correct. Um, so what you're saying is this is because of the gods that he follows and they presumably follow the same one? Cosmic Caravan sometimes calls members back to journey to where they are needed. Um, at the sound of this, Nat looks up, looks around, grabs a hold tightly of Flea and goes, Do they ask permission first? I don't know, but I know that Bridger would not have went if he didn't think it was necessary or if he didn't want to. He's kind of a free spirit. But but it's only those that follow the caravan, right? The the worshippers? I honestly don't know. I don't know if they would ever call upon somebody who wasn't in there. You purview. you definitely get the feeling that um some kind of space-time distortion has happened here. Um as the black butterfly is a deity of the space beyond. Um, and you do know that Bridger was not always what he said he was. Um, so there's there's still a little bit of mystery there that you guys will maybe be able to uncover. Um, but you assure uh, poor Nat that they're just not going to pluck somebody that doesn't follow them. That's not how they work. I don't think that they would just steal someone. So, um... In regards to such a thing, is I what if I would like to sit down sometime and speak at length with you about this cosmic caravan that you speak of. I I'm intrigued. It may be something that Flea and I may want to know more about. Of course. I do think that um 
whoever or whatever is trapped in the gauntlet that's part of the caravan. If we find a way to free them while we are in the gauntlet, we should take it. It may be important. So you guys uh, find yourself right here in front of the front doors of an imposing yet uh, run-down gatehouse. In fact, you find yourself right in front of the ruins. Now, swaths of mildew and mold cover the damp surfaces of this watchtower, appearing as green and black smears um, on the dull stone walls. Uh, the door frames in the walls to the north and the south uh, seem to have rotted years ago. However, the, uh, the heavy wood panels still hang precariously in the entrance, as if someone or something has propped them up. Um, you'll have to, uh, to move them uh, in order to, uh, to open the doors to get inside the actual keep itself, the gatehouse. You also notice to the right a uh, tangle of reeds growing thick in clusters around the edge of a muddy pond. The, wall, uh, the water appears to be murky with algae and uh, half-decayed uh, vegetation. You also notice on the far edge of the pool, directly to the right, up by the walls of the uh, keep itself, a half-decayed body of a three-foot-tall, scaly, blue humanoid lies on the bank, half-buried in mud and leaves. You're going to need to restart that part from uh, the dead body. Oh, sorry. Um, tangles of uh, reeds grow in thick clusters around the edge of a muddy pond. The water appears murky with algae, and you see a half-decayed body of a three-foot-tall, blue, scaly humanoid lying on the pool's northern bank, half-buried in mud and leaves. Does it have anything useful on it? Well, from where you're standing, you can't see anything but a half-buried blue-scale body in mud and leaves. Yeah, let's go check it out. We should, we should carefully go take a look at that. I it should at least have a proper burial. As part of my um, and complete train wreck right there, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, I had a sentence and... Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> As part of my uh, character background, um, I have this, uh, um, not anathema, not anathema, what's the other one? Doctrine? Benediction? Yeah. I want to always, like, pay respects and treat corpses um, properly, like, give them a proper burial and all that. So I am going to approach defensively, shield up, weapon one hand. And approach, tell everybody to stay back. I'm going to check it out. And then if everything's okay, then I'll let them come over. And then I'm going to say, hey, I want to bury this. Give them proper rights. Okay. Um, if, as you're looking at the body, the body is, and I'll place it on the map. Hang on just a second. Um, that's, Nat that's and Slee would go ahead and that's follow. That's actually Tooth's character. About 10 feet behind. And as they approached, um, Flea, or, uh, Nat Works would cast uh, Detect Magic. Um, Donk will be like right up in the front. He was he was headed that way before anybody else even said anything. Yeah, you guys can put yourselves uh, on the map there in those six squares right in front of the doors, wherever you would like. Um, and uh, I'm going to say you saw that as you walked up. Um, okay. So it's beyond the doors. 
yes. Now, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You would have to cross the moat, swim through the pond, or maybe you could go through the keep and come out one of the holes you see in the wall Two foot just uh, over. in front of it. You can't fail the, the, the check to get over the oh. moat. It's not big enough. Over which side? You're going go oh, to go to the right yeah, of it? Or the body is. Okay. Because that's only a five-foot so square over there. So put, put yourself where you're at. Okay. Okay, so that's what you want to do. Okay. Put yourself right there where Flea's at. Okay, go ahead. Back, yeah, back you're up. Uh, Flea, you back up another 10 feet. So should I describe is what any, I do? Is anybody else going that way? So Tooth okay. is going to go Ooh. around the moat and get to the side where the, the uh, water is a little more thin. He's going to go around to the right of the pond, and uh, it looks like the rest of the party is reluctantly following him into the more marshy area around this pond. And that's away from the main doors. Yes, away from the main doors. And, uh, Toof, as you get there and you're uh, getting ready to set yourself and, and get a little run and do a jump. One moment um, before we do that. Yes. I actually, uh, I didn't move me. Um, That's why I moved the board to you, bro. Yeah. Is there any way to go through this? Is there something I can climb? Uh, you can move those doors and go through the gatehouse if you want. Is there the opportunity to climb? Can I go vertical on anything? Uh, you can go to the really slippery, mossy-covered, 30-foot-tall um, wall. So, can't go that way. <laughs> All right. Well, you can. Just wanted to make sure it first. be difficult. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you you can't. I'm just, I described what it looked like to you. All right. I mean, he's going to give you the opportunity to roll and see if you fall and die, but. Right. <laughs> I mean, that probably wouldn't happen. But, however, let's roll initiative uh, at least for, for Toof right off the bat because he's going to get hit first. Um, yes. We only have a minute before five minutes, just so you know. Excellent. All right. So let's go ahead and roll initiative, and I will take everybody's initiative down. Thank you. So, Bommy, what did you get? All right, refresh my memory. What's my modifier? Uh, perception, because you were looking for stuff. Oh. I was, was I? Yes. Okay. Well, 26. Excellent. Good deal. Donk. 23. Strong work. Toof. 17. All right. Uko. What a way to waste a natural 20, 27. It's going to suck. Awesome. And Nat. Nat will be 22. 22. Well, you all did really well. However... A creature that you guys did not see uh, was in the pond, probably because it was below the surface of the water up to its eyeballs. And as Tooth gets up and raises himself for a jump, it whips up out of the water. You see two long fangs jutting down from like a frog-type mouth, and it goes, and a ball of slime comes flying towards Tooth. Did it hit? Did it miss? Did he make his jump? We'll have to find out next time on Shield Bash. Look out, y'all. A crocodilio. <laughs> a crocodile doo. 
Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shieldbash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shieldbash. Music by Lee Rosevere. Serpent Skull and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.